It felt so good when you were pitching me the wound. It felt so good to think that I appealed to you. Mr. Worldwide! <laughs> Well, you know the good thing about Dubai? What's that? What's that, <laughs> Beauty and talent comes to you. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is true, and today we're blessed to have both in the form of one heavenly body. Wow, right? thank you. In you talking about me, right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, she's on her way, who we're talking about. Oh, wow, okay, well, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to Global Brothers Podcast, yes. Miss Chantel Riley. Thank you. Thanks welcome. for having me. So uh, if you guys don't know, Miss Chantel Riley is a double, triple, quadruple threat. I don't mm. even know how many accolades by this point. I do some things. Actress, man. singer, I believe a bit of dancing as well. Modeling. Modeling. <laughs> yes. uh, some some Broadway in your background. Yes. Yes. Um, we're just we're just very blessed to have you to have Definitely. you on the show today. Aww. Really. Well, thanks for showing some interest and in wanting me on your show. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> First um, time to Dubai. Second time. Really? It's my second time in Dubai. Oh, yeah. okay. So yeah. you're yeah. living it up. Yeah, I'm having a good time, it's and I meet some cool new people, which is always good. New friends. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> wow. So tell me, what have you been doing since you've been here? What brings you here the second time around? In the first place. So the. You know, I was in London for work, and um, my friend and I, we just booked this open-ended ticket until like the 24th of September. Okay. Um, so we were thinking, oh, maybe we'll go to Lagos, Nigeria, whatever, right? And then it came time down to it to book our flight for somewhere. We are like, you know, let's just go to Dubai. It was literally last minute, booked the flight and hotel 10 hours before takeoff. And we're like, let's just come out to Dubai. We wanted to go somewhere that was hot and yeah. nice and fun and somewhere we could just chill. And so we came to Dubai, just a random wow. last minute. Now, for you guys minute. at home, notice what Chantel said, that we just booked an open-ended ticket. <laughs> right, right. It's just whatever. When, well, you, can, when you can do that, <laughs> when you can boss. live that kind of life, that's truly global. Yes, oh, my God. No. Because this is inspirational for people. Definitely. Yeah? Well, people. to make it more clear, I didn't book the ticket. This was for the work. The work flew me out to London. Okay. And I just told them, like, hey, just make my return flight the 24th. So then that way we could pick up and run away somewhere. Even more boss <laughs> <laughs> okay. So find the kind of job. Find the kind of job that will pay you right, right. to be a boss. <laughs> right. How about she double down, right? Let me clarify. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, and we loved Dubai the first time, and so it was the Good. perfect opportunity to come by here. It was a quick flight. It was yeah. great. So you mentioned you with your homegirls. So you yeah. guys are road dog. You travel together. That like is my travel. So yeah, that is my travel buddy. Like, we've so done dope. many yeah. random adventures together. So she's the one. She's the one. That's great. Wow. <laughs> we actually have plans. Like, we're trying to put together, like, our own, like, travel show. Because we really? do so much. We have a lot of comments of people wanting to see it. So we're like, maybe we should sure. try to work on something. So we'll see. Hopefully we get that together. That'll be some really good content. Yeah. Right. And like you so said, it's, it's things that people need to see. Yes. Okay. Just to like push them off the ledge. Yeah. Get out, and there. get out there. Yeah. Why not? Book a flight. Just go. Okay. Yeah. Tell us a bit about how you got started in, well, well, this can go very far back. I'm sure. Okay. The yeah. You've been created for a long time. How did you get started in theater and then to film 
and what you're on about now? Yeah, well, um, I used to work as an auto insurance adjuster. How did that come in at all? Wow. <laughs> I've Googled her Surprise! a lot. Surprise! Nothing. I didn't, yeah. Surprise! Welcome. Not guy, well, something like that. But yeah, something like that. Um, and so, you know, I just finished university, did my degree in sociology, and, you know, I just wanted to get a job, you know, get the benefits, you know, do the adulting thing you're supposed to do. And so I got a job in insurance. Um, but at the same time, I was always singing in church. Like I was on the worship team as a worship leader and stuff. So singing was always my passion. Right. And so, you know, a couple years of working there, well, I'll say like a year and a half, really, a friend of mine who's an actor approached me. She said, hey, like, there's an open casting call for The Lion King. You should go check it out. And at the time, I'm like, I had no experience other than like church plays, you know, right. playing Pregnant Mary, you know, for Christmas. Um, but I was like, you know, what I got to lose? Like, I might as well give it a shot. So I went to the open casting call. Uh, but prior to that, I got a friend to take like a headshot of me, you know, made up something on a resume real quick. Um, and went to the open casting call, got a few callbacks. And I was like, okay, I think they actually like me. Was taking like long, long, long lunch breaks from my job. Good thing my boss wasn't one of those, you know. Yeah. So I'd just be disappearing, having like a three hour lunch break because I'm at a casting call. And so thank God for her. And uh, then I got uh, an agent because, you know, they realized like, oh, they actually see something in her because I'm getting all these callbacks. And then, yeah, a couple months later, I got offered a job to play um, Nala, the Lion King in Germany. Amazing. Nala, I was going to say Scar. Amazing. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say Scar. I don't know why. I don't know why. I, feel like I don't know why. Either. Oh, wow. About you. <laughs> right, right. Okay, Nala. Nala. All right. Yeah, so then wow. I did the Lion King in Germany in German. Um, out there for a year. What do you mean in Germany? It was German. Uh, nine. No, not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> nine. <laughs> that's all. I, that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, the entire show is in German. Amazing. So the songs, the script, like so everything. You learn. So the I song learned in it German. phonetically. Like even for the audition, they flew me out there for the audition. And prior to that, I had to. I was just listening to the songs on repeat and just writing it out phonetically, like how I heard it. So that by the time I got there, I was able to sing the song in German. And then we did the scene in English. And then once I booked the job, they have a phonetics coach who's on site. And uh, she, she teaches us the, the show. Amazing. How, how long of a process was this? Was this over a year, two years? And then, and then how long were you in Germany performing? So I feel like everything took, like from the beginning of the audition to booking the job, everything kind of <laughs> happened within like three or four months. It was really quick, like intense. Yeah, it was really quick. Like my life literally just changed like that. And it's so funny because I remember being at my insurance job and just like typing away, being so annoyed and so over it, and just looking up and being like, God, look, I'm giving this two years. You gotta come through, please, because I can't see myself doing this any longer. And then at the year and a half mark, this opportunity came up. Okay. And before that, no theater experience at all. None, no. And Lion King, one of the. Wow. Biggest animated films, anyway, of all time. The Lion, yeah, all of a sudden, The Lion King, right? And now the live-action thing, you're playing one of the lead roles. Yeah. <laughs> so did you shop? Okay, let's go. Let's talk family. Okay. Friends. Sure. High school, yeah. college. Were people like, huh? What? You know what? <laughs> Where'd this come I, I feel from? Like, <laughs> you know what? I think some people weren't too surprised because they knew I was always singing and stuff in church. Talented. And I think... For my family, though, it was still like, what the heck? Like, 
Yeah. You go from working in insurance to now you being flown out to do this, you know, live musical that's like one of the biggest musicals of all time. And your agent is a genius. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, look. Your agent yeah. is a genius. Honey. Yeah. <laughs> Like, she jumped on that. She out. jumped on that real quick. They said, "Oh, you got callbacks from Disney? Let me sign this girl up right quick." Right. <laughs> yeah, and so she's yeah, she's been great. Yeah, she's been great and helping me with that. But yeah, and then, and then I did the show for a year in Germany. Okay. So it took a okay. So yeah, how did, many shows? Uh, we do eight shows a week. Wow, yeah, so like you know, like theater is like very intense. Yeah, it's pretty intense. And e e even I say you're not. Yeah, but I've even heard like people like Samuel Jackson and like oh, yeah. theatrically trained people say that this is way harder than my Hollywood job. One hundred percent. And I'm so grateful I got to start in theater rather than starting in TV and going to theater yeah. because it just preps you and you know and it actually yeah when I did my first film, you know you hear people like oh god it's taking forever and I'm like. Yeah. Huh? This is so, y'all get to sit here and wait until they say action. Like, right. meanwhile, I'm like jumping around on stage eight times a week. So it definitely like prepped me like for preparing how to learn lines and just being in the moment and all that other stuff. Because with theater, it's live, so you know you can't get it wrong. Yeah. With this film and television, you mess up a line, you just go back and start all over again, right? And there's people in front of you right away, exactly well, judging you and like yep. deciding if you're performing <laughs> yep. or not. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. As opposed to critics months later. Yeah, yeah. exactly. When the film yeah. comes out wow. or the show comes out, it's yeah. so on the spot. Yeah. Even if you make a mistake, you just have to keep, you know, oh, yeah. work through it. Yeah, and I've you made know. several mistakes. <laughs> so. and, and, how, and how about this? If you're having a bad day, you still yeah. got to go through it. So you the resiliency is, is within you throughout and that whole process. Yeah, that's you the imagine? thing. You really have to just try to shake it off as much as you can right. before you touch that stage and just let it all go. And But sometimes it creeps in, you know what I mean? You're human, life happens, yeah. and yeah. Outside of Germany, have you played that role in Lion King in other places? Did, did the show travel? So that show in particular, the Hamburg cast, that one stayed there. So after I did my run there, um, I was offered the position um, to play Nala on Broadway. So in New York, in New yeah. York, yeah. 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 And I did that for four years. Yeah, NYC, baby. Yeah. Come on. Hey, but remember when I texted you when, when I when I read I read that and I was like, wow, this is a real one. She's been all over the place. Like. Germany's one thing and it's huge. Brother, yeah. brother, but Broadway. The, but Broadway's the, but a big deal. Exactly. The nation, I mean, the, 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 the big apple. And it's so funny because I was so new to this whole musical theater, acting, whatever world. Like when I was offered the job, I was like, okay, let me think about it. Yeah. Because I was I didn't my agent was like, You wanna think about it? This yeah. is Broadway. Broadway. I'm right. like, okay. Right. I'll get back to you. Like I just it didn't occur to me how yeah. huge it was. Yeah until I got there because I had never seen a Broadway show before like I danced and I grew up and you know did that kind of stuff but never had the opportunity to go see like a Man, live even off Broadway shows are big let alone yeah Broadway. absolutely Broadway is in, in the title exactly. yeah. yeah yeah exactly kind of Broadway so it wasn't until I actually got to you know the hub of it and yeah. saw the beast of what Broadway so, was it really just dawned on me like oh this is a huge deal let me tell you we're, we're going really fast here because <laughs> I'm still back at the insurance, the, the job, oh. <laughs> and I'm wondering, because that resonates with me and so many people. I used to work in insurance. Yeah, I mean, oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> wow. But I mean, yeah. how many? Death and dismemberment. Woo! Oh my Cold goodness. calling. Woo! 
Hello, sir, ma'am. Sorry, yeah. dinner time. Can I say some Bang. death and dismemberment insurance? Yeah. Mm. Yikes. And I was the best salesman. Come on. Mm. Push through. I said that thing. <laughs> I, I mean, it's just, I'm thinking about how you went from it's zero to 60, it seems like. Yeah. There's a lot of work in between. But when you get to look back, because you're in it sometimes and you can't really see how fast it is. Yeah. But you said yeah. three months later, you're in Germany. Yeah, it was crazy. And it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it happened really fast. But had I not taken that step and does, right. you know, she came to me, she came to a lot of people and said, hey, there's an open casting call. There's hundreds of other people that could have taken that opportunity and right. probably could have been in the same position. Had I just not, you know, trusted God, stepped out of faith, and just walked with it, and you know, just took a chance, yeah. I never, I but would you, wouldn't be here talking to you guys about Chantel, it. Now. Chantel, you know what else? You're talented. <laughs> There's people that get the opportunity, and they don't make it happen because they're not, like, you have a, some type of ability to be able to do that, right? You can't just put anybody in that same gonna, trajectory, I was, right, right? I was going to touch on that as well, but from yeah. from the perspective of. There's a lot of people that might have been better than Michael Jordan. Right. They didn't get that shot mm. because they stayed at Rucker Park. Right. Yeah. A lot of people that might have been better than Thurgood Marshall being a judge yep. didn't get that shot because they stayed where they stayed. Didn't yep. get that opportunity to yep. become supreme. So yeah. there's a little bit of luck to do it, I think. But yeah, yeah. obviously talent's there, but also the drive. And yeah. The, I'm not staying here. I, I, I will not listen to anybody. Yeah. Saying, this, this, this right. is all I got And do. I think that's what it was, a lot of it too. Like, I grew up in the church, and, you know, my pastor was really heavy on, you know, dreaming big and yeah. stepping out in faith. And, yeah. and I, I think that really helped, and that was instilled in me at a young age. And so that's all I knew growing up, okay. you know what I mean? And so I knew that I didn't want to just be in insurance. That's why the first thing I said was, God, like, get me out of here. I got right. two years out of this, and that's all I got. He answered. And he answered, you know what I mean? And so, so before Obama, you were like, yes, I can. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right? right? Yeah. Come back, please. <laughs> <laughs> we miss you, bro. Please come back. My goodness. Back. Do we? <laughs> that's funny. Amazing. So, um, I heard from yeah. a friend. Yeah. Uh, this is, okay. A friend of a friend. There's a thing called Jesse. Jesse. A biopic. Oh, film race. About a historic. Yeah, Jesse. Excuse me. Race. Yeah. A biopic yeah. film about um, the, 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 the legendary hero yes. of Owens. athletics and, 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 and just like really equality, yeah. uh, Jesse Owens. Yes. Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, really? Is yeah. Cleveland, Ohio. Mm -hmm. Hey, stand up, stand up. Mm -hmm. um, and you played in that as well. T tell us how that came about and, and just even the gravity of playing such a role yeah. in, in that kind of historic film. Well, it was that was my first film. That was my first feature film. I was working at The Lion King at the time. I was in my, my second year in New York. And, um, you know, I was told my agents, like, I want to do film and TV. It's a little difficult when you're on a contract. Drive. Drive. <laughs> she told her. Drive. I said, I want to do, more. to do more. It's a little difficult because, you know, you're on a contract. You do eight shows a week. You have to work that out with the schedules. But the company was really cool in letting me get the time off. And so I auditioned. And I booked my first film. And it was starring Stefan James, who's also a fellow... Torontonian, Canadian, and um, and I got to play the role of Quincella Nickerson, who 
was <laughs> the side shit. She kind of got, yeah, she kind of got Jesse a little, you know, uh -huh. distracted. But, honey, I played that thing <laughs> to the best of my ability. I was about to say, like, you, you, um... <laughs> I had a blast. It was yeah. fun. Uh -huh. But it was yeah. great, because, and I remember just first day, being on set, sitting, waiting for my cue and being like, this is what I this want. Is yeah. This is it. This is what I want. And I was just like, God, make it happen. Where was it filmed? Uh, Montreal. They did oh, some really? Montreal, and then they did um, footage in Berlin as well. In Berlin. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, the Olympics. Okay, yeah. yeah, so it was, it was my first film, and, and it kind of, the one that, Yeah, you know, and you got a history lesson. You know, it was during the time of, like, Hitler, and they were hosting the Olympics in Berlin, and, you know, he was, you know, talking about how great the Aryan race was, you uh -huh. know. And then here comes Jesse Owens, black man from Cleveland, Ohio, who comes in and literally takes up every single gold medal that he goes for. You know what I've yeah. always wondered about, about historical uh, biopics? Um, for the actors in these uh, depictions, do you, are you method acting? Do you properly get into it, like feel the time and feel the energy and even the vibe of what was going on and that like you put yourself in the place yeah i mean i definitely did some research um about jesse and the time you know in the year that we're in as well right. i believe it's the 30s and so um you know you do that research you put on the costume the hair the makeup the music playing in the background yeah. every like all the background actors as well and you are literally like planted in that time and that space wow. And so it's so easy, it's much easier that way to just drop in because everything yeah. around you has turned into that era. You mentioned about, you know, being in that, uh, the 1930s and what that's like. It's funny because I'm actually on a show in Toronto called Frankie Drake Mysteries and that's set in the 1920s. Okay. So I do come into set every day and it's like... Frankie Drake Mysteries. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Frankie Drake Mysteries is set in the 1920s in Toronto and I play a detective yeah. in the 1920s, yeah. And yeah, so we go around solving mysteries. Every episode's a new really? mystery. And you have to top 1920s, like hey, you know what? No. <laughs> you know what? When I got the game, I said, "Is that how they're gonna? <laughs> You're not gonna go away at the same." Yeah. No, we do not talk about that at all. Like you'll have you words, accents? huh? Do you do accents? No. no. In the show, or you mean in no, general? Like in general. Like no. if someone said, "Listen, you sound like this," like you're like. No, I'm not that Give good at accent. Give me a second. I'm right, not that right. good. I mean, I'll do like Jamaican because Jamaican, right. but I'm no, not man. that great. I'm not that great at it. All right, y'all. Chantel Riley doing Pacho. No! No! No, man. No, man. We can't do that. We can't do that. No, no matter what it is. Go on with it. Come on, coffee. Let's go. Wow. All right, I want to jump. Jump. The singer-songwriter. Come on. Tell us. Yeah. You want to you get it yet? Not yet, because because remember, I did a lot of research. She on has to go. Okay, go, go, Okay, go, okay, go, what do you got? You have, a, got? you have another hour for no. I've been binge-watching. I've been binge-watching Pearson. Ah! Okay, okay. Binge-watching Pearson, which Where is you a spin-off of Suits, episode seven. Oh, you're almost done. So Gina Torres, who's the lead of the show, she said she kind of came up with this idea while watching the 2016 elections. And so, you know, Gina at the time, or G Jessica's character, Jessica Pearson, she had lost her law license. So she's, right, in suit, so she can no, no longer be a lawyer. And so she was like, well, what, do, what would it be like for her character 
now that she's not a lawyer and now deciding to go back to Chicago and try to reconnect with her family. And so I come along as playing Angela Cook, which is Jessica Pearson's cousin, who is a little skeptical about her return and curious as to why she's come back all of a sudden and why she's trying so hard to get back with the family and, you know, help the city. and. So she's a little standoffish and a little stubborn. Very skeptical. Very, very skeptical. She gives Jessica a very hard time, which you don't really see that often for Jessica Pearson. You know, people usually like try to comfort her and she shuts them down real quick. Whereas Angela, you know, she's like, nah, like, I don't care how much money you make, what kind of shoes you're wearing. Like, I don't trust you kind of thing. She has trust issues. Okay, we get it. But you kind of have to understand where she's coming from as well. Right. Angela, you know, from the south side of Chicago, single mom, raising two sons. And she just gets a notice that they have 30 days to, you know, be out of their apartment. And so now, you know, she's trying to get some help from her cousin and it's not really going so well. Not and too much spoiler. Not too much spoiler. Yeah, oops. <laughs> I'm on episode seven. Be easy. Okay. Well, you've gone past all that. Before. I know. I've seen that. But he ain't seen one episode. But, but be honest well. with you, it's interesting. I really, like, I want to watch it. Okay, good. Oh, I really amazing. do. Yeah. Okay, now yeah. you watch. The end. Um, dot, what, dot, dot. What I'm very interested in, in TV writing specifically, because now we're in the age of Netflix. Yeah. Yes. Yeah? And and people do binge. Yes, they do. Yeah. And yeah. they binge watch, like, it's the best way. like, like the for whole me. thing for a long time. Mm -hmm. So, when you're writing that kind of show, and you're that kind of character, like, how much do you have to study your lines, as opposed to a film or a traditional series? Great question. Yeah. Well, in regards to, uh, well, with Pearson, I'm not like the main, main lead, so I'm not in every day. You're in a lot of stuff. But I, yes, I am in a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh, but I could talk for like Frankie Drake. I'm, you know, the second lead in the show. And so being on set every day, right. what I tend, what I tend to do is like, I read the script full through uh, like twice. And then when I get to set, I look at my lines for the day study study real quick hit the set and then boom so I'm not usually like prepping so so much for the day because there's so many scenes yeah. and there's just too much to prepare for so the best way that I could do it for myself that worked for me is what are my lines for today rehearse them you know when you're on set rehearse them back and forth a couple times and then while they're setting up the scene rehearse the lines again and then boom knock them out when I'm done the scene they disappear I don't know anything I'm on to really? the next <laughs> So I don't remember a lot of lines from things that I do because I just do it. It's in for the time. It's like a short-term memory. Yeah. And then it leaves and I get ready for the next scene. I guess if you do it enough, you train your mind to do that. Yeah, that's a, yeah. yeah of course. You, you know, exactly. Your brain is just going. You're building that kind of muscle. For, yeah. You know, I guess a short-term memory muscle. Mm -hmm. So Lion King, Pearson, Frankie Drake's, so many things that we can catch you in, yeah? Yeah. So, your current project is Frankie Drake's, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, and then I'm pretty sure Pierce is going to be on for next season. We hope so. We haven't heard anything yet. So, yeah, good luck with that. Crossed. Yeah. Thank you. It sounds great. That's really, really is it good? good it's it's, it's yeah. good, man. I'm on it now. It's such Dundee. a brilliant writing. Such a brilliant writing. Yeah, I'm on it. Um, tell us about your singing. Yes. There you go. What you want to ask me, brother? Sorry, you want to set it up. Set it up. Set it up. Waiting hey, for this moment. Properly, well, brother. no, you sound great. I mean, I, <laughs> you know, you. I trolled you, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, just looking into you, the artist, multi-talented artist, and, and, and thespian, <laughs> I, I, I found out. I was like, wow. Okay, she got a nice voice. You know, you just came from the studio. I just came from the studio. Right? Yeah. So yeah. I heard your voice in piercing. Oh my God, that's right. 
I forgot about that. Episode four. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. We won't, right. we won't give away too much. Yeah. But. Told you I'm binging. Yeah. But once again, let's go back. So you yeah. started that in the church, right? Yeah, I started in the church, but I feel like most yeah. black artists start mm-hmm. in yeah. the church. And yeah, just singing in the choir, singing as a worship leader. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I sang in a group, a girl group for a little bit. We my All best right, tell us the name. Oh. Tell us the name. Oh, well. It's called Sincere. It's my friend Makiva Lindsay, who is yeah. here today, oh, who we'll okay. be talking to soon. And uh, Ashley Henry, and you know, we all went to church together. We just all love singing, and so like, let's just let's put a group together and let's sing and let's see what happens. So we just like tour different churches and stuff, and did that. And then like the music thing went away for a little bit, and I've, I mean, I've always loved it, but it's always been a dream of mine to like do an album, or like an EP, and just like write my own stuff. And so I got into the habit of writing, and um, I came up with my. First single called Not Anymore. It's out right now. Yeah, that's Not what I heard. Anymore. Not that's Anymore. What I heard. Yes. yes. And dope. there's a music video as well. Hey, on the check YouTubes, that. On the YouTubes. Yes. And yeah, it's available on all downloading and streaming yeah. sites. And yeah. Is your, is your um, artist name for your. Singing? It's Chantel Riley. Yeah. 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 Not Anymore. Yeah. And I'm working on my EP to hopefully come out this year. So mm-hmm. keep okay. watch. Now, are you, are you um, sought after? in Toronto for singing? Like, do people have you come sing at different events and um, venues? And- yes and no, not too much. I feel like most people don't really know it, and that's my fault because <laughs> I'm not really like, because I'm doing like, the acting thing real Busy. heavy, it's hard to like really push, push the singing thing, which I'm doing now is just putting on more videos of me singing, and it's a lot of work. Look, this social media thing is hard, man. <laughs> and when you're an independent artist, too, it's even harder because you're doing everything yourself. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm trying my best to just, you know, do more and push myself, you know, with the singing stuff. So you handle more. your social media? Yeah, I do. I know that's tough. It's, look, it's a lot. <laughs> no. What are the DMs like? I'm not No, no, no. No, they're actually very supportive. They talk about Pearson. Yeah, they talk I, about how they I'm don't like them. my character. I'm in her DMs. There I, you go. He's like, hey, it's all like really encouraging stuff. Like, yeah, okay, you know, yeah, not cool. not too many nasties, but right. you know, but mostly wow. great people, very supportive. That's cool. Yeah, showing love. But you have fans. I do have fans. Your singing, your singing career. I do, yeah, I do have That's some. Amazing, and I'm sure fans, they overlap. Yeah. You know, people. Yeah, of course, from the shows like and other stuff. Yeah, yeah. I've great. noticed uh, a lot of um, stands. <laughs> From your from your um, theater days, yeah. There's like a lot of theater stands. Yeah, like, they understand your grind. Yeah. Yeah, and they, some of them have been there from the beginning. You know what I mean? From like right. my first time in the show. I that feel that, that like wow, I did that so many years ago, and here I am now. And they're people still, still saying like we loved you, Lion King. I know yeah. it's so, it's so beautiful because Lion King is the beginning of my career, you know what I mean? And it means so much to me to this day. Well, Where it all I still go back and I visit, you know, people in New York and we hang out and they're family to me, you know what I mean? So that's a huge part of my life. And so to have people that have seen the show or like take pictures of the playbill that I signed for them and message me in the DMs and, you know, asking for advice and so glad to just, you know, give whatever piece of advice that I can when it comes to auditioning and theater and all the other stuff. So it's, yeah, it's it's very it's very humbling. Yeah, I love it. It's amazing. There's a person I when I first saw you, and I think your hair was pulled back or something. I don't know how it was, but it wasn't down beside you. Uh huh. And I was like, wow, she looks like. I'm gonna tell you in a minute who it okay. is. Okay. And she was Nala on Lion King. Oh. 
Heather Headley. Yay! I've met Heather. Okay, that's what I want to ask. Have you met her? I have. Finally, one yeah. time. You see no, it? Seriously, you resemble her. <laughs> Would you say so? Would you say so? You resemble you know, I've her. I've never gotten that one before. Okay. Not, but I've met not her. perfect, you know, not yeah. look like, but like maybe it's the knowledge, you know, maybe it's maybe. the connection. <laughs> maybe. But when I first saw you, I was like, looks like Helen Hatley. But maybe I was looking lovely. for that. I don't know. She's, she's absolutely as are you. lovely. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And I was so guys, happy to finally get to meet her. She's okay. the first Nala on Broadway. Is that so oh, she is? She is the first one, yeah. Okay. I remember she was on it, but I didn't know. What, okay. Yeah, she's the original Nala, so wow. I was excited to finally meet her and yeah. share some that's, love that's with amazing. her. Yeah. Um, I want to understand a bit about, uh, you mentioned Nigeria earlier. Yeah that you were in London for work. Yes. And you and your girl like, where do you want to go next? <laughs> it's on their dime. Let's go chill somewhere. How about Nigeria? Let's go to Dubai. Yeah. Why do you think about Nigeria in those plans as well? Because it's not often that you hear- I know. Um, no, I'll go to Lagos. American uh, black people say, that, let's go to Africa. Yes. Um, well, I had visited Lagos back in March for the first time. I went with a friend who was going for work and my friend and I, Makiba, my travel buddy, we kind of just tagged along on her trip because we've always wanted to go and see what it was like. And Lagos it, or Africa in general? I've been to South Africa before. Yeah. Um, this was, yeah, my first time in Nigeria and it was the most life-changing experience I've ever had in my entire life. I had been to South Africa before, but I never felt the same way like how I felt when I went to Nigeria. And maybe because it's the whole West Africa thing and right. the slave trade and all that other stuff. So chances are my roots are from there. So, but also too, like I felt like Nigerians are very similar to Jamaicans mm -hmm. <laughs> in a way. They're like the same kind of people and same kind of vibe. And right. it was just the energy that was there. It was the seeing the black excellency that was there. Wow. It's just seeing that the, the amount of power and pride that they have as people that was so infectious. And so much so I was like, I need to come back. And then we came back the next month and I shot a music video out there, not anymore. And I did and on YouTube? Yeah. I didn't know I didn't know you were not yeah, I watched that. Yeah, I didn't we know shot that. We shot I, I that in, in Lagos. I didn't even think yeah, I didn't even um, know. the director's name is Wale Davies, who's also part of a rap duo called Shodem Camp. Uh-huh. And so we shot the video out there, and at the same time as that, I did an actors and a director's roundtable discussion. And just comparing Nollywood to Hollywood and seeing how the effects of Hollywood, if there is any, had any effect in, in the Nigerian industry. Right. And so I, I birthed a show called Up Close and Personal, which is in development right now, in which I'm going to be talking with the diaspora, the black diaspora. That's fantastic. And, uh, I, yeah, I shot two episodes already in Nigeria. That's great. Yeah, How and I'll be that? shooting my next episode in Toronto, of course. Yeah. See with some Canadians, some black Canadians. And just seeing the effects of, you know, Hollywood. Yeah. and how it has helped them or not helped them in some kind of way, what they want to see change. And so it's just the idea of the show is to make the diaspora feel a little bit smaller and connect people more yeah. and just have a better understanding of how things work for their respective countries. My head is spinning. I mean, I, that's amazing. I mean, Global Brothers Podcast will be in Ghana 
in oh right yeah in uh december nice and yes Yay. yeah we'll see be there. there see you there so yeah and you'll be there and yes um we'll be hanging out your table i was gonna say <laughs> up close <laughs> and man, personal you sit here you can sit here yeah we'll be, we'll be up close and personal there wow yeah, your okay. Will you be working uh, around that time? Yeah, I mean, I, I, if I have a chance to, like, I would love to sit down with some yeah. artists out there as well. If you we can do a quick, show a quick episode. Definitely. Hey. Hey, and Chantel Riley Part 2 in Ghana. Yes, Come on, let's go. How about that? Let's talk yeah. about it. That's fantastic. Um, this, is, this, this question has actually turned out better than I thought. Um, <laughs> we're, we're so about... Uh, us as people opening up yeah. to the possibilities of Africa, the promise yeah. of Africa. Right. Um, and as we know, art imitates life, life imitates art, vice versa. Um, artists can change the world. Absolutely. Art can change the world through Absolutely. music, through movies, uh, through uh, a, a visual painting. Absolutely. This can change the world, like make movements happen. Yeah. Um, through your art, like you said, you've already uh, redone a couple episodes there and, and, and kind of looked into the, the um, trade-off between Hollywood and Nollywood. How do you think that we can affect each other in terms of diaspora bringing information yeah. and different things that we have studied and learned outside back? Well, I think it's just a matter of going back. It's a matter of... What's so great right now is that there is this huge push and this surge of figuring out where you came from. And you know, you have Ancestry.com, and of course for like, you know, white people, it's easier for them because they have records and they have this from like time, time, time. But for black people, it's a little bit harder, especially black Americans where- Your last name. They, yeah, you know what I mean? And it's, but I feel like what's great with Ghana and this push of the year of return, it's getting people's attention and wanting to figure out where they're from, but also just realizing, like, you know, back, back in the day, like, saying you're from Africa wasn't a popular thing, you know what I mean? You were made fun of, you know what I'm saying? And so now that it's kind of coming back around again where it's seen in a different light, people are having more interest and curiosity and being like, I, I need to yeah. know who I really am. It's a positive attribute. Exactly. And back then it wasn't. Yeah, exactly. And you know. And so I think now... We wanted we, to have Indian in our family. Uh, right, I'm course. half Dominican. And, you know, right, we of, to, course, you know, of course, of course. People were, you know, a little more, you know, I guess embarrassed to say where the they shame, came from. The exactly, thing, right? Yeah. Um, which is sad, you know, but now I feel like it's finally come a time where um, first-generation kids are taking way more pride in who they are. Yeah. The music industry is helping that with Afrobeats now becoming such a huge wave in North yeah. America. Massive. Huge, right? And so now people are like, yeah, I'm Nigerian. You know, yeah, I'm from Ghana. And mm -hmm. people are seeing how much power there is in being African. Yeah, I'm black and I'm proud has a new meaning now. Right. Right, I'm African and I'm proud. Yeah, and we yeah. all are. You know exactly. what I'm saying? We all are. Yeah. During this one part here, we're going to do a little pause and put on the Burner Boys segment with hey. Burner Boys mom saying yes. that... The message from Burner, I believe, would be that every black person should please remember that you were Africans before you became anything else. Thank you. Mama Burner, man. Oh, she said it best. She said it best. That's amazing. See, as a figure of note, do you feel a responsibility 
Um, I don't really like words like woke and all this other stuff. Uh -huh. yeah? uh -huh. Do you feel a responsibility, period, to say something mm -hmm. with your platform? Because some people say like, oh, you know, you're a sports star, you're a, you're yeah, a you're stay in your lane, just dribble the ball, just do your job, yeah, yeah. just do your right. job, it's LeBron, don't, right? Don't, yeah, like don't get outside of your yeah out of pocket, so right. To speak. What and do you think about that? Kind of I stuff? think that's crap. I think that's BS. I think that's just another way for the men to keep you down and keep right. you boxed in because they realize how much power you have, especially for black people. We yeah. are so influential. We influence everywhere we go and every everything culture. we touch, every culture. No. They want to take a piece of who we are. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So you're and not so afraid of that losing your work or I don't care. I'm gonna no, because that's who I am. I'm like I'm not I'm black. I am a black woman. I post it all the time. Love my melanin. I'm happy to be a black woman. Going to Africa, Jamaican roots. Like, I am black. I love being black. And I will celebrate that. You got her. You got her. I'm like, I'm so glad for the skin that I'm in. You know what I mean? And again, it wasn't very popular to be this boastful about our yeah. color, but I feel like we're just finally in a time where we're just like, F that man. Like, this is who I am. Take you it or leave Beyonce it. Beyonce music. But you know what's crazy? And correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I've kind of gotten a feeling that the colorism in our, it's, it's dissipating a little bit, right? Where it's just we're black or we're <laughs> from wherever we're from. We're African, right? Yeah. The colorism is kind of subsiding a little bit. Would you say so? Um, we still have some problems. We definitely still have some progress. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to I was going to say, we about that. I wanna, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I still think there, I mean, you still got people out there that are bleaching their skin. Um, unfortunately, yeah. you know what I mean? Selling bleaching creams and whatnot. And so I still think that there is a lot to be done. There's an uninformed yeah. people. But I definitely still I definitely still think that there is a rise in, right. in our our skin and our and loving who we are and yeah. loving our melanin and Right, and that might have sounded naive, but when you're amongst a group of people, yeah. like minded talking about I love being black, yeah. you get the feeling that maybe we're moving in some we're making some progress. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Especially in a year of return where there's so many people going back to Africa. So, so exciting. I'm hoping this is a tipping point. I, th I think it will be. I think yeah. I've, I've talked to so many people. Right. And every single one is like, yeah, I'm going to Ghana for Christmas. So yeah. Ghana's going to be so oh, lit. It's be and lit. New Year's because Afrochella. Yes, exactly. Afrochella, Afro Nation, like all of them are yeah. coming out there. Like yeah. it's going to be incredible. Just an incredible time of just a beautiful sea of yeah. beautiful black people just yeah. loving and celebrating who they are and where they came from you know Link so up, yeah. yeah um global mm -hmm. mm. what does being a global citizen mean to Chantel Riley? <sighs> being a global citizen to me means because clearly you have your passport I got my passport I got some <laughs> <Clearly>. stamps <laughs> I got some stamps for me it's a matter of influencing as many people as I come across as possible and just shining that light that God put in me and just yeah just letting people know who I am and what you know what I've got going on but also encouraging them to do the same for themselves following yeah. their dreams and their goals 
you know, dreaming as big as they possibly can because anything is possible and giving back as much as I can. Right now I'm partnered up with a, a foundation called the Khan Foundation in Lagos, Nigeria, and they are dedicated to building schools in a community called Makoko, which is a community that's uh, predominantly built on water. So it's a lot more difficult for kids to come into the mainland and you know get to school with transportation a lot harder. So this foundation has been dedicating its time and its finances to building schools in the community. So the whole city, the whole community is on water. So it's like Venice, essentially. Small. But it's like the slums, yeah. unfortunately, yeah. of Nigeria. And so right now we're just trying to raise funds and yeah, right, and just trying to raise funds and and build schools. And wow. so that's to me that's what it is. Being global citizen is giving. I want some information back. on that. Yeah, Sorry? Yeah. I want information. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm in education. Oh, great. And, um, I'm involved in some learning communities. Absolutely. We can we'll definitely connect galvanize some yeah. people and donate to that. And oh, please. That'd be even help. You know, I would love that'd to go there and see it. Can you, say, can you say the place clearly again? Yes. The organization is called the Khan Foundation. And you can actually find the link on my bio on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Chantel underscore Riley. It'll be at the bottom. <laughs> wow. Um, man, Chantel, thank you so much Thanks, for, guys. For, uh, for giving us your energy, your of life. Of course, yes. of course. Um, I've never had a better time. <laughs> uh, what do they call it? Cramming? When you yeah. Like, yeah. Cramming, <laughs> cramming for an exam. It's exactly what we did. We did right. for this because mm. uh, we heard about you coming to town last minute. <laughs> thanks for like, well, oh, thanks for know, making this time and sitting down with for me. Sure, and for sure, absolutely. Yeah. I appreciate that, guys. Appreciate thank pleasure. you. Yes. We can't thank, thank you. you enough. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything else that you want to say to the people at home about about being global citizen, living global, yeah, opening your mind? Dream big. Dream, pray, believe, and receive. You know, anything is possible for you. Don't Perfect. doubt yourself. Kick fear to the side and just do it. That's gonna be the that's gonna be the name of our next book. We're gonna write it together. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much for being with us and yes. as we always say this time, live global and prosper. Prosper. Peace. Mr. Worldwide! Hey everyone, I'm excited to announce my new partnership with an organization founded by Joseph Ohanatega called Khan Foundation. Now Khan stands for Kingdom Hope Ambassadors Network. Now, on my last trip to Lagos, Nigeria, I actually had the opportunity to visit a community called Makoko. Makoko is said to have existed for over 100 years and is sometimes known as the Venice of Africa. A third of the community is constructed on stilts above a lagoon and Makoko is known to be Lagos's floating slum. Nigeria has a whopping 10.5 million children out of school and that accounts for the world's largest out-of-school population. That's why the team at the Khan Foundation has decided to stand up and make change. It has made a dedication to these children to inspire and ignite the hope of a better Nigeria with initiatives to propel them towards a more sustainable future. Khan Foundation is fighting against illiteracy and making sure every child has access to quality education. And they're doing just that with the development of the Khan Foundation Junior Academy. The Academy is a prestigious tuition-free nursery, primary, and secondary school for children from economically disadvantaged backgrounds. With two schools already up and running, it's an accomplishment. But with 10.5 million children out of school, there's still a lot to be done. Okay, here's the good part. Here's how you can help. Click the link in my bio and hit donate. That's it. It's so easy. No donation is too small. Your contribution will go towards new school buildings, uniforms, curriculums, teachers, field trip experiences, supplies, and most importantly, freedom to education. 
For more information, log on to www.junioracademy.confoundationng.org.